0: Hi, this is Hope. This is Chris. Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to Nomad Athlete Radio. Hello and welcome to the Nomad Athlete Radio Resource Guide Extravaganza Part Two. We're talking about running resources this time, coming off of a super hot episode about <laughs> vegan resources uh, that was more popular than we expected. Yeah, and people have been asking for more running material, and
1: we're giving it to you. They have.
0: We've been talking about food a lot in the past few weeks, maybe because neither of us has been running all that much, Um, but I think it's good to get back to running a little bit, especially because we've got this Runners World event coming up that we keep promoting. We do. Runners World Happen Festival will be there next month, October, what is it, 15th? 15th through 17th, something like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, it'll be good for us to get back into the running swing of things by talking about running resources. That's right. So although this episode is not actually sponsored by any particular company, you might think of it as being sponsored by No Meat Athlete and the new Marathon Roadmap 2.0, which is being released next week in a big bundle package type deal. Uh, you've probably heard of the Marathon Roadmap, the Half Marathon Roadmap, and the 5K Roadmap, which have been kind of the No Meat Athlete flagship product since the beginning. Each one has been released a year or two after the previous one. But finally, with this big rebranding of the site that we've done, and we saw that with the new shirts and the new logo that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Which, which by the way, have been really popular. Really popular. I was shocked at how many people pre-ordered new shirts. I'm very excited and, and touched that people care that much about the brand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that they like the new logo, because I certainly dig it, and I know you like it too. Right. And... But there
0: is a lot of anxiety, right? Because I thought it was good, and but it was still like when we released this to the world. What if everybody hates it. Yeah, <laughs> because the running carrot has been the mean athlete thing forever, so it was right. kind of a scary thing. But I was very glad to see that, for the most part, people really did like it and are happy with it. So that makes me happy, of course.
1: So now you're taking another chance and re rebranding the Marathon Roadmap?
0: Exactly. <laughs> so that the site redesign and all that stuff is coming soon, dragging on as these things do. Partially my own fault for taking a while to write back to the designers about different issues. But that's coming along. And as part of that, kind of the next step that we're doing is making this Marathon Roadmap family more useful by bringing it all together. Under one title, and that title being Marathon Roadmap 2.0, and now all those training plans are included in this one big system. So this thing could, if you're a, if you're just looking to run a marathon, it can help you there. But it can also help you if you're a brand new runner and you say, "This is what I want to do. I want to go from couch to marathon, as it were, and have plans for each different distance, you know, along that journey." So that's all there. Uh, that's been out for a little while now. But what we're doing to kind of announce it and put it out as part of this whole new logo and everything. Is packaging it with a bunch of other stuff. So, first of all, it comes with weekly videos of me talking each week, talking about what that specific week in the marathon plan is focused on and kind of other like tips that you should be thinking about then. So, that's a new addition, I think a really valuable part. And uh, not a
1: bonus, that's a standard that's just part, part, part of, of the yep. new program. Yeah.
0: But for the next week, and this is, you're the first ones to hear about this, but from now through October 1st, uh, anyone who buys the marathon roadmap is also going to get. Two special bonuses: the wake up audio version. So that's the the wake up 31 days in actions to take charge of your life program. I have uh, this is an audio version that you can listen to while you're running or driving, uh, and also a three part video series called 100 minutes faster that is about the three big things that I did to take 103 minutes off my marathon time and get qualified to Boston, qualified for Boston, starting with a 4:53 marathon and getting down to 3:10. So that breaks down into three different areas. Uh the motivation and mindset, the training and the form, and the actual diet so video about each of those, and that'll come with this package as well if you get it before October first so anyway, that's your little advertisement for the episode. <laughs> we tied it nicely in with running resources because we we like to think of that as a pretty good running resource, yeah, and it's maybe all the at, best it <laughs> maybe we don't need this episode at all <laughs> uh it's all at no athlete slash roadmap, so check it out and uh get it before october first when that those goodies go away. Sounds good. All right, enough with this advertising. Let's get to the good stuff. And that good stuff is running resources.
1: The secondary resources. <laughs> yeah, the secondary the sub- the to sub- that ultimate resource. resource. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, okay, so mine, when I did these and made a list of them, last time with the vegan resources, we broke it down into things like categories like documentaries, then books, then stores, and who knows what else. This one, for me, I think breaks down a little bit better if you just divide it by the type of content because – Half of my stuff is inspiration and motivation. And I think people really do look for that in a in a running resource. Whereas with veganism, I think it was kind of more about tools and things that would help you to do it, not so much be inspired. Although there was some of that, um, but I was really surprised at how many running books and documentaries and things that I had read or watched were about. Just inspiration, I had no idea what a fruitful topic running was for authors who were writing books it just didn't didn't occur to me that that was uh you know something to, to reflect upon and share, and that people were obviously enjoying that information uh the other half of course is the how to the the training programs the form guides, and stuff like that um so we will talk about that stuff too, and we'll talk about some podcasts and blogs and things like that in this ultimate of ultimate resource guides to running so doug let's start with. Inspiration stuff. And I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here because I know we each Ooh. have long lists of our favorite running resources. But if you were to just give, some, let's say, someone who you wanted to, to turn them onto running. Oh, man. And I'm not going to say a specific person because, you know, someone might like trail running, someone else might like road running, but mm-hmm. just one person who you don't know who they are, but your goal is to turn them onto running. What is the book you're going to tell them to read or the documentary you're going to have them watch or? the website they're going to go to what's what's just your number one source for inspiration if you got to pick one
1: you know that is a great question i think it would probably be born to run uh just because it was so wildly popular it touched so many people uh in this way that a running book maybe never has i don't know um and and it did have some how-to stuff in there but it also definitely just had a bunch of inspirational stories so I, I think I got to go with Born to Run, which of course is a book, but it's soon to be a movie. Is and that so, right? Yeah. I that. I, last, I heard Matthew McConaughey was you know, <laughs> really? was going to be in it. Yeah.
0: I heard rumblings of this ten years ago. I guess not ten years ago because it wasn't out. But six years ago, people were saying the Born to Run movie was coming, and it never did. No, I think they are they filming. They're actually really filming. okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Who is Matthew McConaughey? Who's Matthew? Is McC- he McDougal? Oh, I thought you meant like who is. He? <laughs>
1: He's, um no, I believe he's White Horse. Oh, Caballo, Bunker. Caballo Bunker. To the Spanish speakers. Yes, I think. <laughs> I actually don't know that for sure, but I, that's what I
0: think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Who plays Scott Uric? I have no idea. Scott Uric. Maybe Scott Uric. That Maybe. would be kind of neat. That would be cool. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I had no idea. So that would have been mine, too. That uh, was the book that I really do think that that kind of made me start feeling like a runner when I read that. Prior to reading that one, I I you know I viewed myself as someone who was like a go-getter, a goal seeker and I had this Boston Marathon thing but it wasn't until I read Born to Run. I think it was just after qualifying for Boston actually that I read Born to Run and started to feel like now I get it. Now I understand this desire this this need to go run and like would be reading that book and feel like I just wanted to put it down and go for a yeah, run. Yeah. And absolutely. that was something I had not experienced before, never like looked at running that way as something that was actually fun to do in the moment mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just a, a means to an end in the ending right. goal.
1: You know, I got some of that from Scott Jurek's Eat and Run. Uh, and and really Rich's Rich's finding ultra any any of those stories of just really great endurance feats always kinda get my blood pumping and, and get me itching to go out and go for a run yeah
0: and uh, to me that's the mark of a good running book if, if it if it, you're having trouble finishing it because you just keep picking it up and then you know you, you keep getting back to it really excited page turner in that way but at the same time you're just dying to put it down and go for a run mm-hmm. then that's that's doing what you want out of a running book so funny i had all three of these things on my list as well we mentioned scott's and rich's book last episode with the vegan resources as well um now how had we talked about this thing before born to run came out the best, most inspiring running resource. And this is kind of before ultra running because really Born to Run had a lot to do with ultra running taking sure. off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: but when when Marathon was the thing, the, there's a movie called The Spirit, or I think it's called Spirit of the Marathon. Yep. It's a documentary follows four or six different runners. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. as they do their journey towards the Chicago Marathon back in early 2000s. And uh, the first time I watched that one, I was really hooked I was like wow I've, I cannot wait to do a marathon or maybe you know, I guess I had seen that one after I ran a marathon but it just got me so inspired and then I started watching that pretty much any, the night before any marathon that I'd be doing I would make it a ritual to watch that and just get really pumped up about it yeah. so that's something that's one I would highly recommend because uh, Born to Run while really exciting might seem like a little bit much for someone who's never run a 5k right. to start reading about people running 50 and 100 miles maybe it's so far out there that they might say well I can never really do that but Marathon, and seeing this video of these people who are... You Normal know, people. Yeah. Not I guess they do follow... One of them is elite, right? Yes. They follow one elite guy. They follow someone who's trying to qualify for Boston, but mm-hmm. he ends up dropping out. Uh, but some people who are like in the you know five... You just spoiled. Spoiler. <laughs> he drops out pretty quickly in the movie. <laughs> I didn't say what happened to the elite guy. <laughs> and Dina Castor, too. She's also part oh, of yeah. it because she's trying to win the race.
1: Uh-huh. That's right. Who
0: will see it Runners as You few know,
1: weeks. I, I saw that movie when I was training for my very first marathon. I was on Netflix at the time, training for Baltimore Marathon and and I'm just looking for any sort of running videos. And uh and really, really loved that movie.
0: Yeah, that a good that's one. a really good movie. I would highly recommend it. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but if you can find it free or not, you should watch it. Uh, there was a sequel to that one too, Spirit of the Marathon two, that I only watched I one time myself, and but... I didn't like it. It wasn't mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't that I didn't like it, it just didn't live up to what I was expecting from the original
1: I, It was never streaming On Netflix, this was before streaming So it was during the whole <laughs> Actual DVD yeah, So don't expect, I, I doubt it's on their streaming So don't expect that, you have to rent it If you had if you do that still thing on Netflix
0: Okay, so not a Doug Hay guarantee That Spear the Marathon is available in Netflix no. Okay Alright, so other movies or inspirational Things, uh, the only other movie That I've got here is Unbreakable which mm-hmm. is a documentary about Western States 100. Yep. So if you're into ultra running, uh, or even if not, it's it's interesting. I, to me, it's no Born to Run or Spirit of the Marathon, but uh, a nice, I don't know, kind of neat. Follows four guys as they're trying to win this race and really neat introduction to ultra running and what what you go through to, to do an ultra. Yeah. yeah even if they're all elites.
1: A couple others that I have are Running the Sahara. Yep. Have you seen that? I have seen that uh, one. It was, it was pretty good, and... Um, and finally, Bad Water. The, I forget, is, the that, movie? is it
0: Running on the Sun? Running on the Sun. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that one, uh, <laughs> I would not say that was necessarily
0: inspirational. That's, that one is the opposite, of inspiring to me.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe a little scary, but still, if you're if you're into ultra running and you want to check out a, yeah. Badass that one
0: actually lessened my desire to do that race. Like okay. I, I was all excited about Badwater, and I was like, hey, I'm going to rent this and get really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then watch that, and I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. Because these people are all going to the hospital and vomiting and all this stuff. So. And, then,
1: and then finally, since we're talking about videos, my favorite thing right now, by far, the best inspiration for me is Solomon Running TV. They Never have a YouTube it. channel. Okay. Um, it's oh, this company, Solomon. Solomon, the right. the shoe company or the ski company. You know, that, not the king. Not there the was,
0: what? Wasn't there a king Solomon? Oh, King wisdom, wisdom, no. wisdom guy.
1: <laughs> not his. Not his YouTube channel. Okay. But anyway, the company Solomon has a YouTube channel uh, for. It's all about trail running. It's called Solomon Running TV, and it is they every few weeks they put out a ten minute video, and all the videos are so well done, and you know, just. Really, they go to world class places and tell really neat stories, and, and most of them are their elite athletes. But they're not about, the, you know, it's all about the inspiration. It's not about these big races, and it's just kind of about being out going for a run. So I love watching that if I'm just if
0: I need a little inspiration
1: to get out the door.
0: Yeah, good, good tip. I like that, Doug. A little ten minute video. Yeah, anyone can watch a ten minute video. That's right. Speaking hey. of uh, elites and and neat places, there's a book called Running with the Kenyans that I mm-hmm. read because it was sent to me a couple years ago, and I hadn't really planned on reading it or anything, but I just got it, and I was like, I'm going to add that to my list. And ended up really liking that book. It wasn't inspiring in the way that Born to Run is, where it just makes you want to go. But it just kind of is a very pleasant read about life in Kenya and the, really the running life in Kenya and how it works. And I mean, there wasn't too much in there that was – I think I think some of this Kenyan story is one that's not, not the uh, – happiest you know that, that like a right. lot of the reason they do become elite runners some of them is because like that's that's their chance at the money right yeah, yeah. uh I, I don't remember it that clearly but i don't think it touched too much on the poverty at least not in any kind of sad way uh, and it was just really a, a neat thing about how the running culture is there and, and mm. all the really amazing athletes so that was a cool one um other during that same phase i read a few other running books uh one of them running with the mind of meditation mm. have you have we talked about this yeah before? i've read it yeah parts uh, not an amazing book but no. if, I could, actually couldn't get through it, <laughs> <laughs> it I think though if you're if you're in that mindset and, and like that's kind of where you are uh, and that's that's you know you're, maybe you're already a big meditating type and you want to do running it's I think it's a, a nice bridge between the two if that's what you're looking for mm-hmm. I think where it's less interesting is if you're already a runner and you're saying hey I want to be more meditative while I run and I think that's that's kind of the place you and I read it from mm-hmm and had, you know, just not that exciting. But wanted to mention it just in case that that was something, somebody's wheelhouse that this might. I think we both fun. learned about it from, from Eat and Run, right? See that, right? Is it in there? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I have a few books, other, I have read some books that I did learn about from there that I, one of them at least is in my list later. Um, okay, so a few others to talk about. Running on Empty is a neat one. Marshall, yep. is it All Rick or All Rich? All Rich. All Rich. Uh, i don't know it's <laughs> spelled like all rich but some people Allrick. Allrick. i don't know which it is but anyway it's it's him running across the country uh makes you realize that he's uh like a lot of ultra runners seems sort of messed up in the head mm-hmm. but kind of a neat story as i was reading it i was like wow i really need to one day run across the country mm-hmm. and that's i don't know if that's good or bad but if you desire to desire that then uh that's a good one and running and being by george Sheehan. Kind of a classic book, much older than these other ones, about just reflections on running. And George Sheehan was like I think the most prolific running writer for a long time. And just a lot of neat little little stories in there, little chapters that aren't all related to each other, but very interesting little book about about running. Uh, and then Once a Runner is one that everyone mentions. I personally have not read it, but I felt like I had to include it because it's included on every single <laughs> running list like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone recommends it. I haven't gotten into it because I think it's about someone who's trying to – he's like a miler, right? I've never read it either. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's a track kind of athlete. Okay. And that's probably the reason I haven't read it. But everyone who reads it says you've got to read it, and it's really good. So again, just wanted to bring it up for those who are searching for something new to read. I can't personally recommend it, but I believe it surely is a good running resource. <laughs>
1: I got a couple more. Uh, what I talk about when I talk about running, I've seen that many times, but not read it. By I'm going to totally butcher this guy's name, <laughs> Haruki Murakami. Okay. Murakami, Sorry, guys, and sorry, Haruki. <laughs> uh, that's a really good one. It, it you know, it's all more about. It's definitely about running, but it's also about life and his just take on simplicity and uh, consistency. And it, it's just a it's a good book. Definitely recommend it. Uh, the longest race. Um by Ed Ayers. Ed Ayers. Founder of Running Times, I think. Founder of Running Times and it's about he's a he's an ultra runner and it kind of chronicles his J F K fifty miler and uh, his approach to environmentalism and all kinds yeah, of stuff. I like that one a lot. And he mm-hmm. sort of
0: uses it as a metaphor for sustainability of different things and I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yep, that's a good one. And then <laughs> Ultramarathon Marathon Man by Dean Carnassus. Mm-hmm. definitely uh, touched a lot of people, inspiring one.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. I think we just listed 15 different things probably, which that that's what surprises me. I just didn't realize that there were that many out there. And there are some other ones that I have read that, that didn't make this list that just weren't quite good enough. But uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting to me that, that so many people write about running and, and obviously read about running. Now, let's go to the next category, but I think what has occurred to me is that when you're reading a book about running form or about a topic that's designed to help you run or exercise better, that also can be really inspiring just because it's, it's about that stuff and it gets you thinking about what can you do in your own life. Uh, and that's, so these, these sort of play that same role in, in to some extent. Uh, the one that most obviously does for me is not really a training manual as much as, I mean, it doesn't give you mileages or workouts or anything like that, but there's a book called Body, Mind, and Sport. Uh, and that is by John Douillard. I don't know how to say his name. D o u i l l a r d, I think. And uh, that's the book that I read that kind of first got me interested in the idea of breathing while you run. Hmm. And if you're the way the way you breathe while I mean, we all breathe while we run, of course. But when we talked about this idea of running in kind of a meditative way, if you're a runner who wants to do more of that and sort of be more mindful as you're running, think more about your breathing. Uh, really slow down your pace because that's what this book encourages you to do. That's, this is the one that I read, Body, Mind, and Sport. And it gives you a bunch of instruction about different stuff. There's a bunch of kind of Eastern and Ayurvedic approaches to health and things like that. But uh, there's a long good bit about running and breathing through your nose – Or sorry, about breathing and breathing through your nose and trying to extend your breath as long as you can and kind of counting your steps to get to the point where you're over time taking more and more steps per breath. Uh, meaning you're breathing more slowly. And you can get down to a very, very low, I think at like 15 breaths per minute when most people are breathing way, way more than that if they're not thinking about it. There's a lot of controversy and disagreement over whether that actually matters. But I think from a mindfulness and meditation point of view, it's really interesting and it's kind of a different way to run. Uh, And that, that really kind of set me off on a year or two of running in that way and not thinking about races or serious training. And that actually led to me putting in the mileage for the first time that was needed to kind of have the foundation to train for a hundred miler. So even though I wasn't thinking about racing, I was enjoying running so much uh, and doing it so habitually that it got got me ready for that. You have a blog post about that, right? I sure do. I think it's called, How Should You Breathe When You Run? And just talks about the breathing, but there's, there's much, much more to that book than that. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs>
1: uh, that was the one that was in A Eat and Run, right? Yes. That's okay. right. That's that was right. one. That, yeah. Yeah. I mixed that up.
0: The so. other one for me to run that I didn't mention is running with the whole body, uh-huh. and that's one that Scott Jurek says he he used, and he really says nice things about it. The way that it taught him running form. I have a copy of that, but have not read it. It's one of those things where I think it's like a thirty-one day program, and each day you're supposed to focus on something different, uh, and like you go for a run and you think about something different, and you do these certain exercises. And I've never been able For that, because it's like The way it's designed in that way I don't let myself read past A certain part Until I've actually gone out And done it And because of that Little having to wait To get this thing done And then if I miss my run that day You know And I just have never gotten More than like a week Into the program <laughs> uh, But running with the whole body It's hard I don't think it's in print anymore So it's be hard one to find uh, For the right price I would sell you mine <laughs>
1: <laughs> So how, before we get into the, the training manuals And books and stuff oh, I uh... thought we were there, no? Well, we kind of shifted there, but
0: uh, are <laughs> there any, are there any podcasts or anything that motivation wise that you enjoy? Uh, not running specific. I do have a few running or one running podcast that I that I know of that I, I know the guy and like it, but I don't listen to any running podcasts. I listen to podcasts while I run all the time, but they're just not about running. Not trail talk. You don't listen trail talk. Except for Trail Talk. That's the, <laughs> that's the one that I put on my feet while I'm running all the time. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the other one
1: I, I just would like to mention is, is uh, the Ultra Runner podcast. Mm-hmm. Which good point. I do listen to that sometimes. If you're into Ultra Running or Trail Running. And I know that a lot of my resources are kind of going to tap into that. And then a lot of people aren't going to be interested in that at all. Um, but it's a good one. And it's they interview a lot of elite runners. And it's just kind of, they have a good time. And
0: yeah. it's motivating and fun. Yeah, they've interviewed Scott Derrick I believe a few times, Probably, or at least yeah. once, mm-hmm. uh, and they've at least twice interviewed Mike Arnstein, and right. those are really good. I like his Mike Arnstein's first one on Ultra Runner Podcast is one I really like. It just totally shows his personality. Yep. It, personality. Good, <laughs> yeah, his cocky personality. It is, but and he backs it up. It's, I like. He I don't does, know. It's, it, it, the, listening to those made me really like him. So that's a good place to start with those if you because it's hard to just dive into a podcast if you don't know anybody yep. on it. But that one, they're all interviews, right? Do they ever do like informational stuff no, or is it not, just? It's all interviews. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the one I was going to mention is Runners Connect that oh, yeah. Jeff Godet does. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a vlog as well. It's not I, – like I said, I don't listen to, to running podcasts. Just I don't know why, but never really have. But uh, I know he's, he really does know know his stuff and has lots of really technical but good content. So uh, that's, that's one to check out. All oh. right. All right. Continuing then with our training type stuff or transitioning, we should say. Because the first ones we did, at least Body Mind Sport, was sort of in between inspiration and uh, – you know, yeah. training so continuing there chi running is sort of in the middle uh yeah. it's, oh, it's it's gonna
1: be my next one yeah
0: it's definitely a form focused book and gives you a lot of form tips uh but does so from the perspective of being as efficient as possible with your energy mm-hmm. or your chi and you know a little bit of sort of eastern energy tai chi definitely. type of ideas yeah, in there. yeah. Mm-hmm. um a lot of people do get hung up on form books and ask this question a lot. It's like what should I be paying attention to when there are so many? When, when there's that, when there's pose, when there's who knows what other form things there are. Um, and I think I think every book is probably probably goes into more detail than you need. And if you take the the core of all these different books, a lot of times they're very, very similar principles. And there's a site called Good Form Running that was done in partnership with New Balance. I don't really even know, I think it's still around. But look up Good Form Running and uh, the principles there are kind of the, the three or four keys that seem to be in pretty much every successful training – or not training, but form philosophy, uh, including landing on your midfoot, having good posture, taking a faster turnover rate, something near 180 steps per minute, and so on. Uh, so I think I think the, the form books are useful to read, but I think if you're getting overwhelmed and feeling like you have 100 different things to remember, keep in mind that there are – there is kind of this core that probably is the most important stuff, and then the other ancillary stuff is sort of what's unique to each different philosophy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Ultra Ultra, the running shoe company, also has a, a running form
0: Yes, they do, and it's
1: It's it's called Run Better. So if you just do Ultra Running Run Better, then then it, it has their tips, and so it's their base their four tips that they would like to, you to focus on too. Yes, which I think good. And we
0: attended a live version of that, didn't we? Doug? We did by Golden Harper. Yeah. Athlete Podcast interview guest a long time ago.
1: hmm And speaking of cheap running, do you know that that's an Asheville
0: company? I did. Yeah. I had I actually had lunch with them the, like the first week I moved to Asheville. Oh, really? Yep. And oh. that was cool. With Danny showed up, which was awesome. I had no idea he would. Cool. But uh, Yep, Asheville company and good people. Okay, so now to more serious training. And I'm talking more like training plans and specifying the mileages and workouts and all that. Um, the first book that I ever read... In this vein was Daniel's running formula, mm, which is by one. Jack Daniels. Not even gonna do the joke thing not, that everybody does. Drink, just skipping drink. that. <laughs> um, but it's really just kind of a I don't know. If, I don't know if training Bible is the right word, but really good introduction to you read that and then eye opening would be what this. Is. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our last episode, we said that a hundred times. Uh, this one to me, I read this and I was like there's a lot more to running than I realized there is. Yeah. At the same time though, it does it in a way that's not overwhelming. It's not like crazy technical stuff that you can't follow. It just shows you like what, what would a serious runner, someone who, who coaches or or runs for like a college five not okay, cross country team or mm-hmm. you know, like what kind of stuff are they going through? What are they thinking about? What different measurements are they looking at? And I think now that now the technology and the wearable technology and all that stuff is kind of as we get way more data I think some of this might be kind of going out of fashion, but so I, I think it's becoming more and more old school. But yeah,
1: but I, it's still a really good book. Yeah, for it's just a classic. Someone book. who's trying to really seriously get into running for the first time. Yeah, uh,
0: so that's that's a good one. Uh, and there are some training plans in there. I tried to do the training plans when I was a newer runner, and I learned a lot from them. But I think they were they were all really too advanced for me. Just yeah. I don't know. I, I think I got hurt because I was trying to do these things that I shouldn't have been done doing quite then. But anyway, if you're more advanced, definitely definitely check that one out. Um, the next one that I read that really did, did change a lot for me was a book called Core Performance Endurance. I don't know if it's still in print. It's by a guy named Mark Verstegen. The company was called Athletes Performance Institute, and they've changed their name since then. Uh, but they had a whole series, Core Performance Essentials, Core Performance – who knows? All these different Core Performance things that were meant about you know workouts to strengthen your core, which kind of was a very faddish thing to do, of course. But there was a lot of substance to this, and I really liked it. And what I liked about Core Performance Endurance was that it was a workout plan that was designed to go on top of a running training plan. So they they would give you speed workouts and tempo workouts and hill workouts and things like that. But as far as mileage goes and, like, the long run, they really didn't tell you too much. They said, like, do what your plan would call for, but do this stuff on these certain days for your speed workouts and your hills. So they gave you the workout stuff, let you pick the mileage and, and what days you're running on and all that and they also give you the workouts, like the, you know, resistance type workouts that most of which you could do at home or with very minimal equipment. Mm-hmm. So that book was a game changer for me. It really started to make me feel like an athlete, not just someone who was dabbling in running. Because I started to just focus on I really started to focus up more on form, but felt that those exercises were changing my form for the better. That they were just making me feel more and more athletic. So that's a really good one, uh, if that's your thing. And I've got one more, but Doug, what do you have? I um... Would like to mention "Run Faster"
1: by Brad Hudson and Matt Fitzgerald. Um, No relation to Jason Fitzgerald of our running. Uh, But that was that was one of those that it's definitely more advanced than uh, the Jack Daniels book. But you know, it had this this wealth of knowledge for especially for getting faster at five ks and ten ks and half marathons, things like that. It really helped me out when I was focused on road running and just getting as as much faster as I could. So. That's so they, a good
0: one. Good title for it then.
1: Run faster. Yeah, exactly. Um, running on air by Bud Coates is something I ran, read last year and it's an interesting take on training. Uh, it, it focuses on the breath a lot, not as a meditative, not for meditative reasons, but for injury prevention and actually, you know, improving and getting stronger. Um, I recently read an article from Jason Fitzgerald on strength running, kind of debunking that he hates the breathing stuff. He hates the breathing really stuff. Does. Um, you know, but but I just still enjoyed that book and and have talked to a few people who I'm working with now who have used his training plans in the past for for the marathon distance. So that's a good one. I think it's worth noting. And then I have some ultramarathon ones that I'd like to mention. But why don't we finish up what you got?
0: So my last one uh, for marathon distance and and shorter is the one that I actually used when I qualified for Boston. And this is called a book called Run Less, Run Faster. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting book because. It was sort of radical in this run-less idea. What they, the authors, and I think it's the FIRST Institute, F-I-R-S-T. It's an acronym for something, Furman something. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're telling you to do there is cut the long runs. I mean, sorry, cut the easy runs. Don't do that at all. And they're saying that's a sort of junky mileage. It doesn't really do anything for you. And instead, replace those with cross-training workouts. So it, the idea being that you can maybe cut your running mileage in half or even, even more than that. And you still get these aerobic workouts, so you still build your aerobic system, which they're saying that's what the, the easy run is meant to do anyway. It lets you recover from workouts and stuff like that without actually adding to your mileage in a way that might add to injury. So I tried this all excited about – this was when I was very close to qualifying for Boston. I had gotten down to 320, and I had 10 more minutes to take off my time. And tried this, and within a few weeks, got hurt. Really? Yeah. And I, you know, even during those few weeks, I was just felt in my head, I was like, I really missed this easy run. Like, I just love that, that in-between workout run. It just feels good to go that slowly. I had done the heart rate training stuff by then. So I really was taking it very slowly. And uh, I don't know, I felt like I was just missing that in some way, not just in my head, but that my body was maybe missing that as a recovery tool. So what I did was did the run less, run faster program, but put the easy runs back into it. So I didn't actually run less but the workouts there are really good they give you 3 hard workouts a week and these are the ones that they're suggesting you do when you're not doing the cross training stuff and they give you one speed workout, one tempo workout and one long run but they precisely tell you exactly what pace to run and trying to keep up with those workouts to run the paces that they said I needed to run if I wanted to qualify for Boston was the hardest i'd ever worked trying to like i would finish one workout and would just be totally exhausted gassed and then I'd be like, I can't believe in two days I'm going to have to do another workout that that's mm. difficult. And it would always feel like I was just barely hanging on and like barely getting these workouts done. And a few of them I didn't get done at the pace as I was supposed to. But I hung with it, and it all worked. And then I took those 10 minutes off my time. And you know I've credited the, the diet with a lot of the reason because that's when I first went vegetarian um, for why I was able to keep recovering. Why I felt like I should be getting injured soon but didn't. Uh, who knows if that's if that's the case or not? I, I like to think that it is, but it's really hard to, to say. Uh, but that program was really viable. I, I loved having those super specific times that I was supposed to hit. I did a lot of my workouts at the track, so like even every fourth of a lap, which would be a hundred meters, I was looking at my watch and staying exactly on pace. And that was just kind of a different training, different way of training for me. Uh, ended up working really well, as as shown by the result that I that I did take those ten minutes off my time, and that's a lot at that point, having gotten out of three twenty. 93 minutes faster than my first marathon to get 10 more minutes from one marathon to the next is was you know a a ton of time to come off so yeah uh, it was it was one of the most successful programs i've ever done run less run faster
1: i think if i only if i could only run long or hard workouts i would hate running so much i think that i need those easy workouts. yeah that's that's what i was missing yeah
0: and i guess if you really like cycling or swimming or had some other one that that would give you that kind of you know, almost meditative joy or relaxation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe that could could do it, but I didn't have that, and I, I really missed that. The running, just getting the chance to put on headphones and go out for an easy run.
1: Yeah, yeah. That for some reason that reminded me of a book called Your Performance Edge by Joanne Dockuder. <laughs> this is terrible. I don't know. Um, anyway, Your Performance Edge and. <laughs> It It is a book mostly about the mental side of running, and, and that's something I'm I'm kind of into, and I it, I just, uh, the first time I had really read something that was just about really how I, to train the brain for running and for uh, training and, and, you know, both enjoying the run and working hard and being able to, to do both, um, I liked that book a lot. It's not necessarily the most interesting read, although it does share a bunch of stories that are inspirational and nice, but... Um, if you're into the mental side of things, then, then that's kind of a good one to check out.
0: Doesn't Matt Fitzgerald have a book called Brain Training for Runners or something like that? Yeah, have I've you, never read you it. Read that one? No. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you wouldn't go right to that one, given that you liked his other book, and given you're that right. you liked this brain training book. Now you've got a new book to read. Look that's for the review on RockCreekRunner.com. <laughs> there you go. I haven't read that either. <laughs> yeah, you know I should read that. I don't know why I never have read that. Fitzgerald has a ton of books. He, I mean, he seems he to keep us out a set of new book every year. Yeah. 80-20 running is a new one uh-huh. We're saying that 80% of your mileage should be at an easy pace, which I think is something that every, every serious runner or who's had some success really probably knows. Except uh, for run less, run faster, those people. They don't know. Yeah, <laughs> know. Uh, yeah I mean, I think, I think that, that's really how it should be. And I think if, you, if you're doing much more than that, you're probably going to get hurt. That's, right. At least that's, and that's the mistake that a lot of new runners make. And I, you know, myself included, I messed that up for a long time. It took me four years to learn that I had to actually do most of my running very slow. Yep. All right. Uh, any more training guides or manuals other than, of course, the Doug Hay uh, suite of books? <laughs> well, there are those. Uh, <laughs> this <just> one, right? <laughs> so, if we talk about
1: if we talk about ultramarathons and trail running, there's a couple that I'd like to mention. The classic Rel- "Relentless Forward Progress" by Brian Powell. Yes, I forgot all about that one. Of IronFlare.com. Yep. If you're trying to get into ultras and you want a book that has that every ultra runner probably knows, or every new ultra
0: runner knows, that isn't one of mine, uh, that I would recommend <laughs> See, checking that one out. He also is, was a, an interviewee. We interviewed him a while back about mm-hmm. ultra running and the idea of the difference between someone who's really out there to try to win an ultra marathon and someone who's just more at a recreational level trying to finish and kind of what differences they might, uh, you know, what, what, what different advice there would be for their training and their actual race day success. So check that one out.
1: Then there's Howl Kerner's Field Guide to Running an Ultramarathon or Field Guide to Ultramarathons. Okay. Uh, which is very similar in a lot of ways to Relentless Forward Progress. It works through all the basics and has some training plans. Good.
0: I've never heard of that. Did not know that there, – there really aren't many ultra running pro- – has that increased? I mean, in the past few years – Yeah, I, I mean, that one was... just
1: maybe a year and a half old. That one uh, recently came out. And I, I, I another one just came out. I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, then, of course, there's Discovery Ultra Marathon. There we go. A classic. a very classic, one-of-a-kind <laughs> <laughs> e-book, e-program, e-system from Rocker Grunner and myself, and then the Trail Runner system, which is a full-on wow, e-course, we go. Okay. which just has a library of, of <laughs> <Our co-sponsor laughs> training plans. Our co-sponsor for this episode. And, yeah, co-sponsor. And if you're interested in that one, you can get it at athletecom slash trail-system. There
0: you go. All right. Um, so that is pretty much... All the good training books that I know.
1: What about uh, blogs and stuff?
0: There are blogs. Yes. A few. We mentioned Jason Fitzgerald. who yep. writes strengthrunning.com. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite reads for running advice. He does a really nice job of giving you good technical stuff. He's a, he's a good runner himself. He's run a 239 marathon. Uh, so lots of stuff. He reads tons of training journals and does a nice job of what really a good blogger should do. And that's break down complicated information that only like a super dork about that topic would no, yep. uh, but breaks it down so that someone who is you know, not quite as dorky about the topic but still does want to get better at it, uh, that they can understand and appreciate and, and just that it's not like a boring read. You know, does a nice job of making it engaging and entertaining. Right. Uh, so that's a good one, strengthrunning.com. And Runners Connect, whose podcast I mentioned, also has a blog. There are not that many running blogs. I mean I guess there are lots of blogs about people's training journals, but as far as like good content-rich mm-hmm. how-to information – there's not that much no it's it's true um
1: yeah uh, runners connect is one. i I run far dot virtual running um the ultra runner podcast has a has a blog that they don't write they do write some content themselves but um more of what they do is is pull a bunch of different articles every day uh, right. and and a lot of them are really interesting and really good I check it every day i only usually click on a couple, but um, it's a good way to get a lot of running-related news. Not just ultra-running news, just running-related news in general. So that's a good one. And then uh, No Man Athlete and Rock Creek Runner.
0: There you go. Two of the best out there. And then Runner's World has a blog, which, uh, sure. you know, it, it's a good magazine. It's, I think, sort of a beginner magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, but suffers from the same the same issue that all magazines issue. See what I did there? <laughs> that all magazines have. Men's Health was always my favorite example of just. At some point, you have to start saying the same things over and over. Right. And every year, you've got to put out the new the New Year's story and the Run mm-hmm. Smarter this year story and all you know all that stuff. And and Runners World is no different. I mean, that it's what they right. do. They're, they're they're for a mainstream running audience, and that's kind of how it goes. You just can't get into these you know every new in depth thing about running. You've got to talk about the the stuff that sells and that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they're cool. They I mean they're published by Rodale, who puts out tons of books. And lots of really good stuff there. And Rodale also publishes Running Times, which I think is a little bit more of an advanced yeah. running magazine. Uh, if I were to subscribe to one, that's the one I would subscribe to, just because it's it's I don't know, it's not meant to like do crazy at the newsstand. It's it's right. really it's more kind of in depth good articles.
1: Definitely. That's I was gonna say the same thing. It definitely is more in depth and, and has I don't know. But it's less, less of your, your shallow level. Right. Ep-
0: but, I mean, both could be useful. I mean, Runner's World was useful to me in the early days of just, like, yeah. the first year of reading it. This is all new stuff if you're new you're yeah, running. It's entertaining. I mean, there's some really good entertaining articles in there for cool. sure. Um, but where I was going with that was that they, of course, do both have websites that have articles. And I think they even call some of them blogs. Uh, but everyone knows they're not real blogs. <laughs> right? I mean, no. Major magazine blog. That's not a blog. No. <laughs> but no, I mean, athlete, not. that's a blog. No, that's a blog. We like Runner's World, though. Which Definitely. is why we're going there in two huge, weeks. Three huge weeks. fans
1: of, of Runner's World.
0: We are. They've been very nice people to us and uh, mm-hmm. been been good. Okay, do we have any more? You got a favorite running app, Doug? Uh, Strava is probably the
1: the go to running app at the moment. It's hot. It's, it's a hot super one. hot, and it's um, you can you map uh, your runs. Basically, you can turn it on and map your runs, or you can upload your GPS data. But it takes things a lot further by having prs on routes both your current your your personal ones and then you can you can race other people on the route and yeah, uphills and it kind of gives you all this feedback and all this social interaction that other apps don't don't do as well anyway so strava is good interaction.
0: social interaction good social interaction is good Doug, mm. have i ever been to strava.com or have i ever opened the strava app on our phone i would guess probably not <laughs> i have one you time. have. One time there's a Nomi Athlete The Nomi <laughs> Athlete groups are on there. Oh, okay. and, they, and there's like a Nomi Athlete. I don't even know what the, how it works, but I think there's like Strava groups that you can do. Yep. And all the Nomi Athlete groups are in one and do little things. I don't know. There are a few hundred members in there. So I have been there to check that out.
1: Cool. So you were wrong about that. And then, uh, you know, there's Map My Run and, and all those that, that have
0: apps that are pretty good. Hmm. But... Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all the same. If you, if you need to map your run, you can find one, right? If you what? Like, I mean, to map your running route and yeah. figure it out and then it can oh, upload yeah. it to the cloud. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they all do the same
1: thing. They all do this exact same thing, except I would say this Java does everything a little bit better.
0: Okay, good. So
1: You heard it, it here. You heard
0: it here. Nomad Athlete Radio Podcast <laughs> is officially endorsing this Java app. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay, I have no more running resources other than the aforementioned Marathon Roadmap 2.0, which is at slash roadmap. Now, through October 1st, is when you will get the best stuff if you buy it bonuses and audio and video. And that's what's different about it this time. It's it's way more focused on audio video, whereas the original original ones came with just text and training plans and some interviews. These new ones are packed with multimedia stuff Which, and Q&A. Live. Yeah. There's going to be live Q&A with these
1: every month. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's... Uh, you know, all the kids are into the multimedia stuff these days. You got
0: to do that for the kids. That's right. <laughs> no, that's it's, it's cool.
1: I would say that it's just so much better of a... All around product. And if you're trying to really run your first marathon or half marathon or 5K and you want, you know, just a, an experience that gives you a little bit of everything, this is. The place
0: there you to go. go. We told you it was a sponsor. You can't get mad that we're pitching it because it, <laughs> it was a sponsor for this program.
1: I feel like I can pitch it a little more than you can since yeah, I didn't write you're it. Not... <laughs> thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you for bearing with me, readers, or not readers, listeners, listener, uh, because. I know I'm a little bit stuffed up. Yeah. Doug's grandmother's house is doing a number (laughs) on me. (laughs) For those who don't know, I'm staying at Doug's grandmother's house while I'm waiting for uh, our new house to become available. We had mold issues, and that mold has apparently stayed in my system or something at your house, your grandmother's house. I don't know. But thank you for for bearing with me. I realize I don't sound quite as uh, sexy radio voice as I usually do. Maybe but people like the scratchy Yeah, I guess they sniffly. do, don't they? You're right. They like sniffles. <laughs> Nothing more attractive than sniffly boys. That's right right near your okay. ear. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this running resource guide. And we'll be back soon with yeah. more anime radio.
1: And if you weren't able to write all those down, you can go to animeathlete.com radio 106. Nice. So this is our 106th episode. And all the resources will be listed out there. They may not come up tomorrow morning, or they might not be live immediately as this episode goes live, but soon enough. Soon enough. All right, that's it.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye.